0: reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart.
1: Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company,
0: Golden, Colorado.
1: Microsoft Teams is helping a bicycle company reinvent the way that they work. We make bicycles for everyday riders. Once the pandemic hit, we started doing virtual visits. All of a sudden we could open up our showroom to customers around the world. Learn more at Microsoft.com Teams most tuesdays are just tuesdays except at buffalo
0: wild wings where tuesdays are wing tuesdays but now even wing tuesdays aren't just wing tuesdays because wing tuesdays are half price wing tuesdays which means your boring tuesday that became wing tuesday now cost you half as much in case you're confused we have half price wing tuesdays we do it for you buffalo wild wings wings beer sports prices and participation varies see participating locations for details void were prohibited Welcome to the East Coast Offense podcast. It is sponsored by FanDuel.com. There's a special offer for new FanDuel users. You can get a free 6-month Rotowire subscription with just a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to FanDuel.com/rw. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll get that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's more than $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to FanDuel.com/rw. As usual, I'm joined by Dalton Del Don, and before we start, Dalton, it's my bad. We did record a podcast last week. I never published it. I wasted an hour of your life, so I owe you, what, two, three bucks, and I apologize for that. I was doing international move, and I got sick, and we still haven't really unpacked uh, the computer yet, so we're, we're sort of you know, doing this on my laptop now.
1: Yeah, I, I tried to make the joke uh, during our XM segment this morning that it was our best podcast ever. You didn't really pick up on that. But, um, yeah, it was the night before I went and saw a bon-, bon Iver concert, which was great. He's the man. And um, I woke up early. I thought we did a, uh, you know, we talked about um, some, I, I called Atlanta the best show on TV. We talked about Wild Tales, which everyone should, should watch. Great movie. And, Who told um, you about
0: that, Wild Tales? How did you figure that out to see
1: that? Uh, that, yeah, actually a couple people, but you you for sure deserve credit for that. So yeah, very frustrating, and I never saw that posted. So um, yeah, not not cool, but um, we'll try to make up to our listeners right now.
0: Yeah, they don't really care. It's more I just feel bad because I asked you to get up early that day. You did, and I never posted it. So I do accept fault in this one instance. It's a rare case where I'll do so, but
1: it is my bad. Yeah, Wild Tail is really good though, right?
0: I told you it was good. I was recommending it to you, and it took you like two years to see it.
1: Yeah, fair enough. So the other thing, actually, before I, I, I start giving you a hard time, is I will say that your intro to the East Coast offense uh, involving Black Mirror was pretty good. I sent that actually to a couple of friends of mine. Pretty good. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, Black Mirror obviously should be watched by everyone. Great show. Best show on TV without question. Um, but you you did a good job in integrating that into your, um, you know, well, you can tell that you can tell, the, you can well, tell I mean, uh,
0: Yeah, I just basically wrote about how the NFL is becoming like one of the um, dystopian episodes. They're all dystopian, the episodes of Black Mirror, but this one in particular is, and I'm not giving any spoilers here, just about this woman who is trapped in a world where everybody kind of clicks on you and rates you for every transaction you have with them, and you have to almost always have a positive, sunny emotion. You can't get fired up about anything. You can't get upset about anything, or you'll get docked. And it seems like the NFL... Is moving toward that model where, you know, if a player who already doesn't have a guaranteed contract is playing a sport that is almost certainly going to get him seriously injured, perhaps permanently, uh, you know, has other people pushing him uh, for his job every single year, he's playing for an incompetent coach that may not get him the ball, he's playing, doing this live in front of 80,000 people, and there's 10 million more watching on TV at home and going to get, you know, go out on social media and totally destroy him if he has a bad game. And under these very difficult conditions where it's like, oh, you got to show up for voluntary mini camps or you're a bad guy, you have a a media covering you and wants to advance itself and ingratiate itself with team management and NFL management, you're under a microscope. And then if you were under these terrible circumstances to get a touchdown or make a great play to celebrate or express any emotion whatsoever, the NFL penalizes you. So the announcers get more on your case for being a a distraction and a bad team guy. And then they fine you and take your money. So it's just it. It's almost like one of those episodes, and, and a lot of people responded to it because it's obviously the case. These guys they can't smoke weed. They can't have you know anything they do is scrutinized, and they can't even express joy when they do something right.
1: Yeah, you, your write up was very good. I, I have to give credit, and um, that show is really good. And I totally agree with everything you said in that concept, and um, very very frustrating, Totally agree. Um, before we move on, I have a couple things to ask you, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give myself credit. I, I just want to mention this while, while I still can. I made one preseason bet in baseball, and that was the, the Indians to win the World Series at 23-1. Uh, to 1. So I am very involved in this. Uh, I think I'm going to lose. I think the Cubs are going to win. But, you know, $3,500 are on the line for me. So I hope all of you pray for me. Uh-huh. Uh, my question to you, Liz, is a very important one. Where do you stand on the Ty Montgomery fantasy football, uh, the biggest controversy? Okay, Okay.
0: let me me address this in a moment. I I talked about it on the air too, but let me just go back to the Cubs. I just want to say one thing about the Cubs.
1: Okay.
0: I'm real sick of the Cubs being a feel good story, okay? Let's just be (laughs) honest, okay? I, I get it if you're like 100 years old and you've rooted your whole life and you've never seen them win a World Series. I get it, okay? But the Cubs are Goliath, they are the favorites, they are supposed to win. It is not a feel-good story if they win. Even though I will feel good that Dalton didn't win this money, it is not a feel-good story. (laughs) They have the sabermetric darling manager. They've got three GMs, basically, three front office people that would be considered the top GMs in the game, all working for the Cubs, including Theo Epstein, Jed Hoyer, a bunch of guys. This team is Goliath. They are a loaded team. They've got three guys who could have won the Cy Young Award this year. This is not a feel-good story. This is Goliath crushing David. The Indians are a small market team who lost Carlos Carrasco and Danny Salazar, two of their three best pitchers, and arguably their best hitter in Michael Brantley for the entire season. That's the feel-good story. That's the small town. That's the underdog. Don't listen to this nonsense that they are trying to push on people like, oh, the Cubs would be such a good feel-good story. They are Goliath, okay? If you root for the Cubs right now, you are rooting for the massive favorite.
1: Anyway, right. so yes. give us your opinion on the Ty Montgomery situation because seriously, that's the talk of all fantasy football this week. So I I know that you don't love to go in this route, but I'm very curious your opinion. I, just, I told the dude, I
0: don't give a shit. Like, who cares? Ty Montgomery is one of four targets there. Aaron Rodgers is not even good this year. And they'll probably get a running back like Niall Davis going eventually anyway. So I was like, who cares? You know, it's not like a quarter it's not like he's playing quarterback and he's qualifying at wide receiver. I mean, if some quarterback started playing wide receiver and you were like, Is he gonna qualify at wide receiver? Then that would be a huge call. Running back, receiver, who cares?
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Okay. All right. but, but but I will it's, say it's, that if you're gonna do decision, it, would you would you make him a running back eligible?
0: No. I would only do it if there were some criterion by which players qualified at positions in advance. So it was like, okay, okay, if a receiver gets, you know, ten carries in a game, then he qualifies at running back. Or if he gets eight carries in a game, not just like one random end around, I would adopt it. But if you don't have one in advance, it seems like. It's kind of arbitrary to change midstream, but again, I don't really care. It's not really, it's like you could do whatever you want with it. I don't really have a dog in the fight. I don't know if it was NFL or Yahoo that had a lame thing of, well, when the Packers list him that way, we'll do it. Because it's like, what do the Packers care what he's
1: listed at? Well, calm down with that, Mr. Calm, calm down with that, with the Yahoo jab there. But, um, no, I'm okay. saying, what are
0: the Packers? I mean, the Packers aren't going to change his designation. Why would they? Well, what, why do they care what he's listed at? They have no incentive to. They don't have fantasy owners. They don't care about fantasy owners. You guys need to care about fantasy owners. To like just punt and, and pass the buck to the Packers, that's a cop-out.
1: <laughs> well, it's a slippery slope, and it's very difficult. If I mean, there's a lot of this. Is, just have
0: uh, a set of rules by which... Okay, if he gets this many kids, just like baseball or basketball, you don't even have this problem in baseball or basketball. It's easy to switch Manny Machado to shortstop. You know exactly when that happens.
1: Before we get to the games, I want uh, one last question. Do you agree or disagree with this statement? Devontae Booker, Jay Ajayi and Spencer Ware are all top 15 fantasy assets right now.
0: Um, I have them close. I don't know if I have them top 15. I have them like top 20. Let me let me look at my cheat sheet right now. I can tell you, I just I just updated it. So overall, I have a at thirteen, Booker at fourteen, and Ware at seventeen. So, okay, I om- so they're enough. top seventeen assets. But I mean, I have Gurley and Cooks ahead of Ware. If I just flop oh, those guys, God, which e-
1: wow, Gurley ahead of Ware. I'll bet you five hundred dollars if you want that.
0: No, not necessarily. But I mean, it's not like Gurley lost his job or he's hurt or anything like that. I mean, what's really changed? He just hasn't done much so far.
1: <laughs> that that is true. He hasn't done much so far. That that is my argument: is that he has not done much so far. Yeah, but where, where the, problem o- the, the problem with where the problem with
0: where is that Andy Reid just does not put the pedal down with him. I mean, in the I watched that Saints game, and I have where, and I also wanted the Chiefs to cover the spread, and fucking Charcander Quest was there in the fourth quarter. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He only got 17 carries.
1: Where is on pace for 2,100 yards this season. Yeah, so, he's, uh,
0: because he's averaging 5.2 yards per carry and 19 yards a catch. But that 19 yards a catch is not remotely sustainable and probably not even the 5.2 yards per carry. So
1: do you want to do a Ware versus Gurley bet? I will give you odds even.
0: Okay, what kind of odds do you give me? Two to one. Two to one on Ware versus Gurley just rest of the season?
1: Sure, let's bet hundred Have they bucks. had
0: their buys yet? Neither one's had a buy yet or has one of them had a buy yet?
1: Well, no, I mean points per game.
0: Ware versus Gurley, points per game, rest of the season. You give me two to one? Yeah. Yeah, it's not just points per game, though, that, that, that matters. It's also that fact that Gurley, well, I guess it, it is. I mean, either one's hurt. I, I mean, I guess if Charles or somebody cuts in, they're not going to, like, bench Spencer Ware. Okay, let's do that. Two to one on, what, 50 bucks? My hundred, your 100 against my 50? Yes. Okay, yes. done. All right, that's all you got?
1: That's all I got. That's all, right. all I got. Uh, all right. No, no I, I my main point was just how crazy it is that Devontae Booker and Jai and Ware are now like the most important players in fantasy football, and all were basically un you know obviously we 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 talked about Spencer Ware before the season, but basically you know mostly uh, you know not really thought highly of, and now they're just like the most important players. Pretty crazy.
0: Yeah, uh, and I traded to Jimmy Graham in a two tight end league, which I regret, but I'll take Spencer Ware for Jimmy Graham yeah, straight up right real, now.
1: Real, yeah. Uh, let's do these games.
0: Okay, so it's only there. to be only uh, there's only 13, 13 games this week,
1: which is nice. A lot tonight's
0: of tonight's game: Jaguars plus three and a half at Titans. I set the line at exactly three and a half. It's a coin flip. I know you took the Titans in in uh, staff picks. I took the Jaguars. I just thought, fuck the Titans. I'm not laying three and a half with them.
1: Yeah, I don't feel strongly whatsoever. I I use them in a in a teaser with the the early um. The early game on Sunday morning because I'm a degenerate, but um, I don't like this game whatsoever. I I would I would stay away if I weren't a gambling holic. Okay,
0: Redskins plus three at Bengals.
1: By the way, um, last week, just for the viewers, um, we we were unable to get our uh, uh, our bet in for the Thursday night game. And I and I switched it to the Titans and they both lost. So there you go. You idiot. You're the worst. You're killing well, us the this Bears. Show. The Bears, I guess we do have a defense that the, uh, you know, obviously. Hoyer broke it. his arm, yeah,
0: but still, oh, you, they probably wouldn't have covered. Okay. All right, let's move on. Redskins plus three at Bengals. What do you got?
1: I got the Bengals, and again, I don't feel that strongly. Uh, used them in a teaser, got it to plus four. Um, obviously, neutral field. Um, really, uh, this seems like a toss up. It's the right spread, frankly.
0: Yeah, I took the Redskins. I had it at four and a half, but I thought that it was in, I forgot that it was in London. So then I was like, okay, I have it at one and a half. It looks like Jordan Reed and Josh Norman are probably going to play. I think it's kind of big. So I don't feel that strongly though about it. All right. Lions plus two and a half at Texans. Who do you got here?
1: Oh man. I absolutely hate the Texans. um, But at home, they're four and oh actually this year. So um, I, man, Osweiler is the worst, but um, I'm going with, I'm going with Houston.
0: Yeah, me too. I I thought this line should be three. These are both equally mediocre teams, and it's two and a half, so give me the home team. Agreed. Seahawks minus three at Saints. I made this line four. I just thought, you know, the the Saints light it up at home, but the Seahawks, I don't think, will get lit up, and then the Seahawks should light up the Saints D, and so I took Seattle.
1: Yeah, I, I saw that you did. I don't. I don't feel strongly again about this, but um, the Saints are just so much better at home, and, and I just don't know what to make of Russell Wilson right now at home, uh, Period. Like he's he's obviously hurt. So I took the points.
0: Yeah, it might it might end up being the right thing. Uh, Pats minus six and a half at Bills. I made this line minus three. I thought okay, the Bills are decent this year. Three at home is like nine in New England. These are division rivals. I was like, wow, it's six and a half. So I took Buffalo.
1: Yeah, I did as well. Um, and I'm taking the the Pats in Survivor, by the way, too. Uh, I have them available. It's my one league. And um, so I'm rooting for them. But yeah, that seemed like a very big spread on the road. Uh, obviously, that the first matchup in which they shut them out was totally different without Tom Brady. But still, I agree with you. I took the bills and, and the points
0: it's always a hell of a needle of thread when you have a reasonably small spread and you're, you're taking one side with the spread and the other in Survivor. It's always you're like you're obviously rooting for Survivor first and then at the very end, backdoor cover.
1: You know, it's like right. you but never want to. recommend it too, though, right? What's that? That's who you recommended too, right?
0: Yeah, in Survivor, yeah. It just, you know, the Patriots are the, the one team I trust. And obviously, you didn't think before the season, oh, I'll probably use them on the road in Buffalo. Right. But it's just how the week's set up. All right, Jets minus three at Browns. Um, I like. I don't want to take the Browns, but I made this Jets minus one. I thought, okay, Jets are better, but I mean, come on, Jets are on the road. I'm not laying the full three. Sure enough, it's three, and I'm taking the Browns.
1: Yeah, who's who's starting? McCown. McCown um, is starting. That, yeah, that looks, yeah, like, that looks would, that obviously. I, I'm with you. I, I I took the home team. I, I I think I've taken the Browns basically every single week. And I will continue to do so. The Jets, sure, maybe they maybe they blow them out, but man, how could you lay three points with that team on the road?
0: Yeah, they're a terrible team, terrible defense, and and I just think the Browns, they don't want to go zero sixteen. I mean, they're gonna they're desperate, and they, they see a winnable game at home. They're gonna, I think they're gonna just give it everything they got, you know. And the Jets are really stupid, also. All right, uh, Raiders plus one at Bucks. I just think these are again i think the raiders some people think the raiders are good i kind of think the raiders are in the vast middle and uh and i think the bucks are in the vast middle and so anything less than three i was taking the bucks
1: yeah this this line is now currently a pick em, it seems like on uh, a insider um they what, what are the raiders four and oh and 10 a.m body clock starts this year that's a very simple way to, to justify my decision but i took them i just don't like tampa that much and uh i think the raiders are a pretty decent team but who knows? This is a total coin coin flip, to be honest. <laughs> all right, Chiefs minus three at Colts. Uh, I had this game in a pick'em.
0: Actually, no, I actually had Chiefs plus one even, and right. they're minus the full three. Andrew Luck is playing great, and
1: great, great,
0: and and he's at home. And I just felt like pick'em plus one. I thought that was generous. The Chiefs are good, but they should probably run all over the Colts. But the Colts are playing a little bit better lately. I, I took Indy.
1: Totally agree. I mean, the the Colts, I've been against them for for most of the games this year, but, man, I mean, Andrew Luck is playing so well and at home, so I'm with you. I took Indy.
0: All right, Cardinals plus two and a half at the Panthers. This is my best bet. I really like Carolina. I know they've been terrible, but they are coming off a bye, and the Cardinals just had a brutal overtime game with Seattle. Now they got to travel. They're not getting the full three. They're banged up. Palmer has a hamstring issue. I took Carolina.
1: So this is a, a, very interesting for me because I this is actually the game I switched. Um let me ask you uh, guess the YPA the Cardinals are giving up this year.
0: The Cardinals' YPA? Yeah. I bet it's good like 6.3 or something.
1: Yeah, it's 6.1. Okay. With with 20 sacks. Okay. I mean in a 68.1 QB rating against like that's like beyond beyond elite. Like Have they played the
0: Niners at- yet? Yes, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, and five I, I, touchdown passes and nine interceptions. Have they uh, played the Rams? Know. Yeah. Well, I'm very aware about the the Rams game that that cost me a survivor. <laughs> but okay. But yeah. Um, so they no, played no, the Rams agree, and Niners. But you know, who's getting up the worst YPA in the NFL. The Panthers. The Panthers. Right. But they played so. the Ram.
0: The Cardinals played the Rams, and the Niners, and who else did they play? They played the Jets. Right.
1: And Sunday night game was one of the. Uh, that was probably the worst game ever.
0: Right, but the Jets. I mean, they have played some garbage offenses. So yeah,
1: fair you know. enough. No, I'm not going to argue this. I'm right. not going to. And so
0: it's like you know, and it's not like they're at 5.5. They're just good. The Giants have given up 6.3. Just for comparison's sake.
1: Right, but 20 sacks too. I mean, that's like that's a decent combination. Like that, they're playing really good defense. Yeah, I mean, nine interceptions, five yeah. touchdown passes.
0: Yeah, I get it, but they've been playing just totally terrible quarterbacks. I'm trying to think who else they played. They played at Buffalo, which has zero wide receivers to threaten you. They played New England with, and they actually Buffalo's gave good. up quite a bit of YPA to uh, Garoppolo. They're probably at like five and a half without Garoppolo. That game, Garoppolo played well, right?
1: Right. Buffalo's, Buffalo's good, though. What do you mean? I mean,
0: they're not like a good YPA passing team
1: yeah okay fair enough all right okay this is your best bet though interesting to me
0: interesting i, I just I just thought I mean the Panthers are at home they're they're laying less I, than three. I'll be
1: honest though. I felt like this was the the hardest time i have come up with the best bet of, of any week by far right.
0: well I, I like I mean I had a couple of choices I'll, I'll we'll talk about that in a second okay Chargers plus five at Broncos who do you like here
1: well that's this is my best bet and again I, I didn't like it at all like the I have the chargers the the chargers man. I just really like them as an underdogs and, and rivers and, and and as much as I want to like Denver, they're kind of I had them in Survivor, watched them intently Monday night. They're I don't know, I mean they fine. Congratulations, you beat up uh, Osweiler. That team is very much uh, vulnerable. I think this is gonna be a close game.
0: Yeah, I took the Broncos here. I, I I thought you know I know the Chargers won the last time, but that was a Thursday night game in San Diego. That was a totally off kilter game. Simeon was coming back from missed week. It was just totally not really probative of what's going to happen this week in Denver with the full week off, and uh, Hunter Henry was the guy who beat up on Denver, and he's concussed. I don't even know he's going to play. You really can't get anything going with the outside receivers against Denver. Melvin Gordon sucks. I don't care how many t- I don't care if he scores 100 touchdowns this year. Um, I, agree. I I think Denver is going is going to cover this, but I'm not, it's not my best bet or anything.
1: Okay, fair enough. No, I agree with you about Melvin Gordon. Man, I I cannot be more wrong. You know, he has not gotten 4.4 yards per carry in any game this season. He has 10 touchdowns.
0: The dude is just—I mean, you know—it's just like Trent Richardson's rookie year. He scored a bunch of touchdowns. Or Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Do you remember that dude scored 16 touchdowns one year? It, It happens.
1: It happens, right? I mean, where would you take him in a draft? I'm curious
0: like the fifth round or something like that. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. okay. We're just, we just did one. Everyone should check out on Roto arcade. It's going to be aired. And I think he went in the second round, but yeah, oh. I wouldn't touch that guy.
0: That's no way. All right. Uh, Packers plus three Falcons. What do you have here?
1: Uh, I feel like the lines are really tight this week. Uh, not that I should be any different than we, we've been not very impressive uh, to be fair, but, um, I went with the, the Falcons. I think that at home, um, Aaron Rodgers, that YPA is a real thing. But that's basically the right spread. But anyway, I went with Atlanta and gave the points.
0: Yeah, I had the line at 3.5, and, and I thought I was being stingy toward Atlanta. I thought they should maybe be 5 or 6. I mean, the Packers suck. I don't even know how the Packers have a winning record when Aaron Rodgers is getting 5.86 YPA at home against the Bears. And what else do they have? They don't even have a running back. Their D is missing the second, its best secondary players. They're both out. I mean, what do they have? What are they good at? Stopping the run.
1: Totally agree. Totally agree. I, I don't even understand why this team is good. It's like, oh, it's like
0: Rogers, the mystique of Rodgers. That's it. The coach is bad. The pass D is no good. Their per play passing efficiency is terrible. I don't even know what. I don't get it. The Falcons are actually
1: decent. Atlanta's really good, actually. I even even last week's hiccup, whatever against San Diego, that happens. San Diego is a type of team that can lose to the worst team or beat the best team. That that happens. Whatever. Atlanta's really good. I believe in them, so I'm with you.
0: Eagles plus four and a half at Cowboys. I set the line at five and a half. Here's the thing. Jim Johnson has the Eagles D playing well. The offense has kind of fallen apart since the early in the season. But that D can't do anything against this offensive line. The the thing about the Cowboys is it's not like some offense where you're like, okay, we're going to blitz the QB or we're going to do this. It doesn't matter. They're just going to hand it off and blow up in big holes. And Ezekiel, it's going to get five yards of carry. And that's going to be it. So I took the Cowboys.
1: Yeah, you're probably right about this. I, I took philly just the points in the divisional matchup with a good defense i think it might be close but i, I i'm a total believer in dallas being a very good team so i'm not going to try to argue with you here at all
0: okay and then vikings minus six at bears i had this at three i uh, was like well that's a nine if we're in minnesota minnesota's not a high scoring team they're on the road it's monday night cutler's back i don't know i just i thought the bears would keep it reasonably
1: close I, I, I feel like I take the Bears every single week and regret it, but I did it once again, yeah. I mean, Minnesota might bounce back and their defenses. By the way, could a good little um, thing to run is trying to rank de- fantasy defenses this week because there, there are none at all. So do not pay up for them in DFS. But yes, I have uh, the Bears. Maybe the Vikings ball out, but um, I'm with you.
0: All right, so what are we going to do for our five?
1: Yeah, I can't even come up with any. Do you have what what do you think?
0: I would go if we're up to me, the Texans, the Seahawks, okay. sure. The Panthers, the Falcons and the Cowboys. Those would be my five.
1: Okay, Texans, Seahawks, Panthers, Falcons and and what's the other one? Cowboys. Okay. Well, we'll talk, but that uh, that sounds reasonable.
0: You are so little invested in which teams we pick. At we, this are, point. we are,
1: we are, <laughs> yeah, we are. In we are literally. In it's
0: such an unimportant decision. You didn't even bother to contact me when we didn't get the Thursday night. You just picked one because it's not even worth like waiting for me to weigh in. It's like we have zero chance to win any money.
1: Yeah. Well, we we had talked. To- I knew that you were okay. I like I looked at your picks, so right. I knew that you were okay with it. But okay. um, yeah. But yeah, it's uh, it's kind of embarrassing, but. It's That'll terrible, it. but
0: if we just go in a monster run, at least we'll be able to salvage our dignity.
1: Sure, sure.
0: All right, that's what it's come to at this point. All right, man, appreciate it. Thanks, Liz. All right, take it easy, Dalton. You're listening to the East Coast Offense Podcast, sponsored by FanDuel. For new FanDuel users, you can get a free 6-month Rotowire subscription with a $10 deposit on FanDuel. Go to fanduel.com/rw. Not only will you get the free subscription, but you'll have that $10 available to play with on FanDuel. That's more than
1: $40 in value for just 10 bucks. Go to fanduel.com/rw. Oh, wow. You're actually wearing your hair down tonight. Yeah, because I finally decided that I love my hair. I figured out the
0: solution for my morning frizz, midday poof, and even next day bedhead. It's Frizz-E Secret Weapon Touch-Up Cream by John Frieda. Well, you and your hair look flawless. Flawless and touchable. Feel. See? It's soft, smooth ends,
1: no flyaways, shiny. Well, I clearly need to get some because your hair looks amazing. Frizz E Secret Weapon, only from John Frieda.